888-227-9065 to plan your next event. WQHT, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Brooklyn. Thank you, Brooklyn, and everyone who came out for the Push for Peace. I'm Lisa Evers, your host for Hot 97 Street Soldiers and this town hall. Thank you. Everyone who's here already knows the deal. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers. Our hashtag is push the number four peace. And we're trying to make a statement to show the city and the world that Brooklyn is about peace, that, that it's full of great people like yourselves who care about our youth and care about our communities and are not just giving it, saying that with words or doing it with your actions by being here today and all the great work so many of you do on our streets each and every single day. So I'd love to give a big round of applause to everybody here. We're going to get it started right away. I want to introduce the man who made this all possible for us, who's been a longtime supporter of uh, Street Soldiers Hot 97, who back in the day, I don't want to say how many days ago, but back in the day, we were at parks showing people what to do when they were meeting up with police officers and how to handle those situations, informing them of their rights and their responsibilities as responsible members of our community. He's now the Brooklyn Borough President He's opened up his home, the Brooklyn Borough Hall, to us today to hold this event. And we want to thank him so much and introduce Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. Thank Eric? You, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. And, uh, you know, Lisa, Lisa and I goes way back. And let me tell you something. Inside Borough Hall, we have so many international uh, people who come here. So many people come from across the globe and sit inside this courtroom, inside the, in the rotunda. But nothing um, warms my heart than seeing the faces who are here today because it's all about Brooklyn. And I want you to understand that this is not my house. I have a house. This is your house. And I don't want you walking past this building feeling as though other folks walk in here. You walk in here. This is your space. And as long as I'm the bar president, you are going to be represented in a very real way. You know, um, several years ago when I was arrested as a child, people wrote me off. But I had a belief in myself. I'm going to turn all my haters into my waiters as I sit down and dine at the table of success. That's what we want to do. So we got to push. We got to push for peace. We have to make this happen. You have a great panel here with some great thinkers and some great people are in the house. Uh, today, Borough Hall has never been more dignified than having folks come from all over the borough to talk about how we're going to do this in Brooklyn. Real ideas from real people and real solutions. That's what this whole thing is about. Ride with me for the next four years, and then when I'm reelected for the next eight years, and then in eight years, we're going to take City Hall when I become the mayor when we push for peace. Thank all you right, very we'll much. Thank you very much. Does that mean we can do a push for peace at City Hall in Gracie Mansion? <laughs> thank you very much, Eric Adams, and thank you to the, uh, his tremendous staff here at Borough Hall for making this possible. Um, this is how it's going to go down. I'm going to introduce our panel. We're going to have introductory remarks from everybody, and I will be moving into the audience, talking with people, getting comments, and uh, getting your feedback and questions, and so will my executive producer, Tone Capone, right here. He's going to be uh, talking to people to make sure we get as many voices 
heard as possible. So let me introduce the panel that we have for you. Joining us for this special episode of Street Soldiers live from Brooklyn Borough Hall, our Push for Peace, Assistant District Attorney Nicole Chavis. Nicole is the Chief of the Gang Bureau for Ken Thompson, the Kings County, that's Brooklyn District Attorney's Office. Please give it up for her. Also joining us, you've heard him on Street Soldiers many times, A.T. Mitchell, the founder of Man Up Inc. They're out on the streets. I love sports programs too that really help keep our youth busy. Um, and our next guest, Jasmine Ray, is the founder of Wall Ball. She's challenged me already, even though I'm a tennis player. We'll see who's got game there, <laughs> maybe for charity. Jasmine, thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. Also joining us is Dr. Darren Porcher. He is a professor of criminal justice here in the, the New York City area. He's also a former NYPD lieutenant with extensive experience in community affairs. Dr. Porcher, thank you so much for being with us. Also with us, you've heard of her on Street Soldiers. Actually, a lot of the people here you've heard on Street Soldiers. Dr. Porcher was just on. Um, Dr. Elisa English is our go-to therapist in times of crisis in our community. I see her out on the streets. I saw her out on the streets in Pitkin Avenue when Zerana Horton, the uh, mother of uh, 13 children, tried to save those kids and put her body in the way of those bullets and save those little children right as they were coming out of school. Dr. Elisa is there. And she deals with that trauma in the community. We're gonna have her input on this. So Dr. Lisa, thank you so much for always being here with us. My next guest, I just saw him not too long ago at a recording studio. I have to give a plug because the song is really amazing that he did with LL Cool J. It's gonna be coming out soon, but this is not just any rapper. This is the world's greatest battle rap <laughs> champion, the one and only Mook. And uh, watch me on Twitter because he may be changing his name to Push for Peace Mook after this. <laughs> I got you. Come on, Lee. Come on. Come He's on. the international best battle champion, so we're going to hear what he's saying. You know, Harlem, love from Harlem. Even Harlem's coming down to show some love here in Brooklyn. Right. And also with us is City Council Member, another guest you've heard on Street Soldiers many, many times. City Council Member Jumani Williams, been making moves to try and get the uh, shootings to stop in our streets, taking some innovative and different approaches. What he says is a seismic shift in how we approach violence in our communities, and we welcome Jumani with us. Thank you so much. <laughs> Jumani, I want to start with you on this because you had the press conference this week. You were talking about this big change that's taking place with the way that the city is dealing with gun violence. You say it's not just about the police. We need police, but it's much more than that. Uh, first, thanks for having me, Lisa, and thanks for always representing our communities on the radio. We always have an outlet. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, it's, it's, um, it's never been just about the police. That's a problem. The, the, the only resource that, if they sent anything to deal with this, was the police department. And we know they are a resource that needs to be um, there. Uh, but the issue is, where are the other resources? So uh, it's unfair to ask the police department to pretend that they're all the other agencies. So I'm happy now. I co-chair the Gun Violence Task Force and City Council. We put some additional money in the City Council. We put out a report in 2011 uh, or 2012 with uh, some of the people on the panel, actually. I think um, a man up and some other folks who are on that uh, task force with recommendations of how we think we can reduce gun violence. Unfortunately, the uh, former administration did not accept the recommendations. This one has, which we're excited about. What it does, it takes uh, some of the models that were there, uh, particularly cure violence, dealing with violence interrupters, 
provide wraparound services so that uh, you have uh, mental health services, you have uh, job uh, preparation and actual jobs that we put there. We have a legal service, yeah, we have mediation. Uh, so we have other, other services that are there. And most importantly, I think, is being coordinated uh, like a system on a higher level with many departments. So you have the Department of Mental Health, you have DYCD, uh, you have other agencies that are, should have always been using the same data that NYPD was using to send their resources. And the to put those resources into what you're calling the hot zones. And you, you're talking about, you brought up mental health. Yep. I want to bring in Dr. Elisa English. And one of the things that people are saying, we have uh, people here in the audience, some of the mothers who lost their children to gun violence. We have survivors of gun violence. Where's Kareem and his crew right here? We have um, many other people who've been directly affected to, uh, by that. What does that do to the mindset of an individual when this is an everyday reality? It creates a sense of trauma. I mean, when either, even when it's secondary trauma, the fact that you weren't necessarily the victim of a violent attack. You, just the fact that it's going on in your community impacts you in a very negative way. It can have a lot to do with your sleep pattern, um, how you engage with other people, um, your fear, anxiety. Trauma is a very serious and under-diagnosed disease. And because in many cases, we become normalized to very uh, difficult situations. Abnormal and disruptive yeah. and, and antisocial social behavior. Absolutely. Let me, let me bring in the district attorney's office, Assistant District Attorney Nicole, uh, Nicole Chavis. She's the head of the gang unit there. Uh, Ken Thompson, we've, he's been also on Street Soldiers, a, a guest talking about a different approach to dealing with this problem of gang and the related gun violence. What can you tell us about that? Um, good afternoon. What I would say is clearly we are all aware that the gang and gun violence in Brooklyn is way out of control at this point. Um, so what District Attorney Thompson is doing is he's taking an aggressive, proactive approach to handling it. Um, we're targeting individuals who are bringing these guns to our borough that is uh, causing the problem here. Uh, back in April, they actually arrested and indicted a number of individuals who were bringing guns from Georgia here to Brooklyn. Uh, all, in addition to that, what he's doing is he formed a crime strategies unit back in February. What that unit does is that unit focuses on major drivers of crime, specifically people who are committing gun and gang violence. And anytime those individuals have any contact with the criminal justice system, whether it's for something as small as a fair beat, they're being targeted. And we're working closely with the police department to build strong cases against them to get them off of our streets. So you can all rest assured that the district attorney is doing all that he can to put an end to the gang gun violence that's occurring here in Brooklyn. Dr. Darren Porcher, criminal justice professor, as you look at these new approaches that are being tried under this administration where, as opposed to casting a wide net across the community, it's more targeted, what do you think about the potential for its effectiveness and bringing us greater safety on our streets? Well, I would like to say with the new administration, I think they're moving leaps and bounds ahead of the prior administration. Um, we have some issues in terms of mistrust of police, with the recent Eric Gardner situation, but I think we as a community as a whole, if we can work together, 
We basically control our communities. So if we can work together with police, granted, we need to gain a trust of police, but police have to take a step forward to allow us to trust them. So I think it requires a lot more community um, interaction from police with community. Because we have a police department of, what, 30, 35, 36,000 people. However, we're eight and a quarter million people in this city. Eight and a quarter million people can speak volumes in terms of getting the necessary information to the police departments to combat drug, excuse me, combat gun violence in the city. So I think it's something we as a whole, we need to jump in and band together. And if you look at the massive turnout that we have here today, this is a start. All right, A.T. Mitchell, man up. Uh, you've been out on the streets in Brownsville, East New York, for a long, long time. What do you think about this? Do you feel finally community groups are getting this, will be getting the support and recognition they deserve? Yes, I think that's, that's a given and that's a good thing that actually today we now have the, commi- like the commitment from this administration, this city council, this borough president's office that has devoted their attention to these particular community-based organizations that work in those troubled areas. I mean, we are no different than anyone else. I think when we want to get to these individuals, we, what we discover is that there's a, there's a lot of things that they're lacking. There's a lot of resources that those same individuals need. And so before we think about incarcerating them or prosecuting them, what our organizations are thinking about doing is getting to them and being able to hear them out and provide the necessary resources. What we find is that when you have that sort of strategy, that a lot of these individuals are not criminals at all, that they're just like any other individual in the city that wants to go about living peacefully. They want a house. They want to own. They want to rent. They want to take care of their families. And so this city has an obligation, all of the city agencies involved, to service that high-risk population as well. And so that's something that my organization, Man Up Incorporated, and so many other organizations that are present here today, we have committed ourselves to do. And that's something that's unique. And so we're very uh, positive-minded about the future. And one of the important things when we talk about our youth that so many people have told us about is recreation, sports, activities available to the youth. This was the first summer that many of the community centers and the public housing developments were open. And our next guest, um, Jasmine, has started a group called Wall Ball. We know sports are very important. Tell us a little bit about that and what effect that has on the kids. Um, Thank you for having me. Thank you for being with us, Jen. Sure. So um, I'm here to offer an alternative. So when you feel like you are being failed by um, the police officers or the organizations or you are not getting the resources that you need, I would suggest that you turn to sports. And I think sports is a great avenue um, to go down when um, you have sort of an aggression and you need to get it out. And in, rather than take it out on each other, you know, what I promote is a sport of handball. So the sport of handball, and I mean, I hope everybody knows the sport of handball is in New York City. We have over 2,000 handball courts. And what you do is you hit the ball against the wall. And I've had a lot of players tell me that rather than hit each other, when you have that aggression, they go right down the block and they hit the ball against the wall. And it's almost a form of therapy. As opposed to talking, you go and you hit a ball instead of hitting each other. And I'd just like to say one more thing. Of course. Um, other than um, sports, I know I'm here to talk about recreation and um, offer an alternative, but um, I also want to say that you know a lot of people, a lot of what I've heard so far, everyone has been talking about 
the police need to take action or you know organizations need to take action but I think one of the biggest problems here is that we are attacking each other and I think that before we point the blame at anybody else we really need to fix what's inside of ourselves and, uh, there's cops there are cops doing a lot of us an injustice but there is more of an injustice that we're doing to each other so I think that you guys all of us ourselves need to look at ourselves first I saw a lot of people shaking their heads with that comment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let me bring in Mook here, the international, intergalactic, world's best battle rap champion. You saw him on Total Slaughter, Thank Road you, to Lisa. Total Sla Slaughter, Thank the reality you. show. You see him all over. You hear him on Hot 97. The, as, a, as a young African-American man, being in hip-hop, do you feel people look at you a certain kind of way that might not be positive? Yeah, I mean, all the time. The stereotypes are always going to be there. Um, just from the way you dress and the way you talk, just because it's, it might be different than how you're supposed to talk, quote unquote. But where we come from, and that's what I represent, from where we come from that is really real, you know what I mean? This is, this is the way we, we, we don't conform. You know, we, we, hip hop was started to have a voice for people who don't have a voice, you know? So, the, when, you, when you join the hip-hop community, that's, you, you, you're basically rebelling. It's, a, it's a, a rebel against all of society, what they say you're supposed to be. And it ain't just hip-hop. It's, it's rock and roll, you know what I mean? It's punk, everything. So, you know, th this is who we are. And this is who we're, we're always going to be. That doesn't mean you can't be educated. That doesn't mean you can't go to school. I went to school. I went to college. I finished four years. You know, I'm a rapper. That is a secret about a lot of rappers. Mm -hmm. yeah. How much education they have. Yeah, you know, and... and Some of them. Yeah, it's, it's a sad stereotype out there, but, you know, that, that's why I'm on the panel. That's why we have you here. <laughs> so let me, let me ask you this, and we appreciate you being here. Appreciate the, you having me. Thank you. I'm not used to really, like, so I'm sorry, I'm not really used to being... On this kind of mic? On this no, kind I'm, of panel? No, yeah, just right here. <laughs> I'm used to being right there, looking. <laughs> you mean in the will the defendant please rise position yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. <laughs> for my people though yeah. I hear you let me, let me just ask you this and then I, I want to move into the audience so if you have a question or comment please raise your hand I'll start on this side of the room we'll work our way over there or flag tone down and uh, we're going come to come to you I want to bring in some of the community organizations and people on the front lines that are out there too I see you now I'm going to come right over to you baby um, Mook, what about the vibe? What do you, how do you assess the vibe on the street right now, just the feel? Is it, is it tense? Is it different? Is it better? Is it worse? No, I mean, it's, it's different. And I think, see, before, before you know, we start, you know, because, you know, we, people blame police a lot, but you got to look in, inside first of, of our own community, you know? Um, when, when I was growing up, and now I'm not that old, but when I was growing up, I was kind of like the last of, like, almost like the golden era when you still had older dudes that we looked up to and they told us, you know, they told us the right and the wrong and things to do and everything. It wasn't really that senseless, you know what I mean? It, it had a purpose. If, if it was anything, if it had to be violence, it, it was like with a purpose. It, now it's a lot of, you know, it's, it's a lot of senseless violence because there's, there isn't anybody for the younger generation to look, look up to, to see them every day going to school because it's, you know, in our communities, you know, you, you can't really 
get out, like you have to go to school there, you have to, you have to live there, you have to eat there, you have to raise your family there, you have to watch your mother struggle there, you have to watch everything, you know? And it's all start within the community. And we, we need older guidance, that's what we need. And those, posi those positive male role models, which we always keep hearing about, and we have, we have them, and that's one of the reasons that we wanted to have this event today and have the community groups involved. We have uh, men from the fraternity for the Black Men's College Tour. We have that. We have so many other organizations. 500 men making a difference. You're talking about adult men. Julius, I'd love to yeah. come to you and get your take on this and uh, you know, your feelings and thoughts about where individual personal responsibility comes into this. I think individual responsibility is key. I think that uh, we have to connect the dots. I know we in Brooklyn, we work with the granddaddy of violence, A.T. Mitchell. We work with GMAC, uh, a couple of other groups, Chris Owens Foundation. And I think that's the beginning. We have to learn to connect the dots. We have to learn to work, each other, work together with each other, create these rolling impact zones that will ultimately result in the demise of violence. Like Mook said, we have to reach back and cultivate our youth. It's not enforcement. It's about cultivation. Correct. It's no justice, it's just us. Correct. We gotta do what we gotta do. And it's as simple as that. Lisa. Lisa. All right, thank you very much, and thank you very much to 500 men making Sorry. a difference for all their support for this event and everything they, that they've done. Shan Duke McFadder with GMAC, if you know, would like to get your thoughts on this. You've been on the wrong side, now you're on the right side, and you've gone through it, trying to help the youth not to make those same kind of mistakes. And, what is some advice that you have for people? Uh, pretty much, you know, exactly what Mook said. Uh, we, we, we came from an era that we had leadership. We had morals, principles, and codes. Where we at today, our youth are running with something that we, in my generation, took and didn't guide them, right? So now we got to step up to that guidance, right? So the difference is now you have people like myself, and there's so many different others. Like, when you talk about your AT measures, when you talk about your 500, you talk about Jemani Williams, you talk about Eric Adams. In Brooklyn, we all know each other, right? We all know the work that each other do, and we support each other's work. And we stand on the front lines and show you that change is possible, right? Many of people like myself, right? 1994, age 16 on Rikers Island, one of the first bloods in New York City. And now I'm out here advocating to stop us from killing us. Just like the sister said, you know. We create the justice for ourselves, right? So even when it comes to our police department, first and foremost, we can't be out here angry because every, every police officer isn't, isn't bad, right? Every person in the street isn't bad. So we gotta, we gotta single out the problems and focus on the issues at hand and continue to be a united front for this work. Absolutely, that's why we wanted to bring everybody, everybody together here today. And tell us your first name and your, your group. Oh, hi, my name is Shatisha. I'm from 3-1 Events, but I'm talking as a mother today. I have two daughters and one on the way. And what I'm seeing- Congratulate. Thank you. So my thing is what I'm seeing on like social media is in my nets. And what I say by that is I had two kids and I live in Best-Eye and I had an incident outside where I heard gunshots and I told my husband, run into the next room and make sure that the straight bullet didn't hit my daughter. And it's sad that I have to say that, but it happens. So like, I feel like my advice would be, we have to take a stand. We have to wake up now, make a difference, and be the change you want to see. Not for just us, but for our kids. And for the parents who don't want to see their children, their, their children as, as being next. And Kareem, I want to speak to you as uh, wheelchairs against gun violence. You all have been affected in a very real way. Your lives have been 
been changed because of it. What would you like to say on this? Well, Wheelchairs Against Guns is an organization like we use our disabilities first and foremost to show them that we was the streets, we were a part of the streets, and this is definitely a real, real, real part of the streets. And if you continue to do it, you'll be lucky to be like us in Wheelchairs Against Guns. So, you know, we're just here and we also just want to provide, because we know there's nothing for them to do, so we also have to look at that angle to provide something for our youth to do in these communities. And there are many things, as we see from so many of the organizations that are here. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers Live from Brooklyn Borough Hall, our Push for Peace town hall show. Twitter, at Lisa Evers, hashtag push the number four peace. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back right after this. Yo, yo, what's going on? This is Drake, your boy Weezy F, baby, man. Hot 97 has your tickets to see me live. See me, Weezy, baby. Hey, 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 Drake versus Wayne. I was born last night, Listen weekdays at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. to win tickets. It's all going down at PNC Bank Art Center in Jersey, August 26th. Yeah. Believe me, believe me, believe me. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Ho, ho, hold on. Christmas in August, you bet. Samsung Kia is sure to make you extra jolly with a $500 Apple gift card during the Christmas in August sales event. We're taking up to $5,000 off dealer posted price on every Kia in stock. All Samsung Kias come with Kia's 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty, 0% financing on 2014 Kia Optimus, and more, plus Samsung's guaranteed financing during our Christmas in August sales event. SamsungAuto.com. I know people buy cars elsewhere. I just don't know why. America, you gave Lay's your favorite flavor ideas, and we turned four into chips. Lay's cheddar bacon mac and cheese. Mmm. The sweet heat of Lay's wavy mango salsa. Mmm. Frothy, foamalicious Lay's cappuccino. Mmm. And the kick of Lay's kettle-cooked wasabi ginger. Mmm. Try all four. Vote to save your fave at doasaflavor.com. Voting ends 10-19-14. Find official rules at doasaflavor.com. My great event? Lowering my car payments. Improving cash flow for my business. Building the kitchen of my dreams. For a limited time during Wells Fargo's great rate event, we're rewarding qualified customers with a special interest rate discount from 0.25% to 1% on new private student loans, auto refinance loans, and small business, home equity, and personal loans and lines of credit. But hurry, the great rate event ends September 30th. Stop by Wells Fargo or visit wellsfargo.com slash great rate to learn more. Wells Fargo. Together we'll go far. Subject to credit qualification. Wells Fargo Bank and name member FDIC equal housing lender. Hot or iced? Just the same price. Why do you keep singing that? Because McDonald's has any size hot or iced coffee or sweet tea for just a buck. Say I want a medium hot McCafe coffee on my way to work? Just a dollar. Cool. Or if I want a small caramel iced coffee? Just a buck. Or even a I get it. I get it. It's any size hot or iced coffee or sweet tea for a dollar. Any size hot or iced coffee or sweet tea for just a dollar. There's something for everyone to love at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary. A la carte only. Hot or iced. Man, she got that stuck in my head. Man, I'm going to McDonald's. How do you take your coffee? Uh, bacon, griddle cakes. Huh? Egg, cheese, one sugar. Oh, you want a bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles with your coffee? Yeah. <laughs> what would she do without me? I'd be sleeping. What? I mean, you can bleed me. There's something for everyone to love at McDonald's. Grab your favorite breakfast sandwich, or for a limited time, get two sausage McGriddle sandwiches for only $3. Prices and participation may vary. See store for details. Want a wireless phone with no annual contract and good coverage? Walmart's got an incredible GoPhone smartphone monthly plan. You get unlimited talk and text, plus one gigabyte of data for 45 bucks a month. And it's only at Walmart. Get it all with GoPhone from AT&T, the nation's most reliable 4G LTE network with no annual contract and no credit check. Save money, live better. Walmart. 
Plan good for 30 days. Domestic minutes. Messaging varies by country. Only at Walmart for new GoPhone customers. Reliability based on nationwide carriers. 4G LTE. Other restrictions apply. See Walmart stores for details. All across the U.S., people are hearing this. And once people hear it, they break into a dance and head to Staples. Here's a mom and daughter. Why are you guys dancing? I just got comic books for 50 cents. So cool. School for 39 cents. Way. And a 16 gig flash drive for 7 bucks. I got a muffa badish. My friends will be so jelly. Hashtag really cool. Let me translate. She got comp books for 50 cents, school glue for 39 cents, and a 16 gig flash drive for seven bucks. She must tell her friends on social media. OMG. Staples. This back to school. Make more happen for less. Limits fly. See store. Staples.com for details. Trying to sell your old car? Instead, donate your vehicle to Heritage for the Blind. Pickup is free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-953-4036. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats, whether they run or not. Call right now and receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call 1-800-953-4036. Donate your car today. That's 1-800-953-4036. Now a credit repair tip from creditrepair.com. Late payments are among the top causes of a lower credit score. But did you know that even long after you pay them off, late payments can actually remain on your credit report and continue to hurt your score? That's why you need the credit experts at creditrepair.com. They work with both your creditors and the credit bureaus to repair your credit history and improve your credit score for you to get the things you want in life. Are you looking for ways to improve your low credit score? Call the credit experts at creditrepair.com at 800-794-1231. And in just a few minutes, you'll know exactly what's hurting your credit score and what we can do to improve it. We'll help repair your credit history, monitor your present activity, and offer credit education to help you make wise financial choices for your future. For over 15 years, we've been helping thousands find solutions to their credit issues. So call creditrepair.com, 800-794-1231. 800-794-1231 During the Sonata Premier Event going on now at your Hyundai dealer you can experience the all new totally redesigned 2015 Sonata. You'll also find great savings on the Elantra, Santa Fe Genesis and your favorite Hyundai models now through September 2nd. What up this is Trey Songz and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Hot 97 Street Soldiers special town hall edition push for peace right here live from brooklyn borough hall i'm your host lisa evers twitter at lisa evers our hashtag is push the number four piece and let me introduce our phenomenal panel to you assistant district attorney nicole chavis with the king's county that's brooklyn district attorney's office she heads the gang unit at mitchell from the organization man up we have jasmine ray from wall ball we also have City Council Member Robert Cornegie. Thank you for being with us, representing Bed-Stuy and Crown Heights. All right, all day, every day. He just joined us. Thank you very much. Dr. Darren Porcher, a criminal justice professor. Dr. Elisa English, our community-based therapist. The one and only international, intergalactic, amazing, best, yeah. incredible, <laughs> battle rap champion ever, Mook. Positive Mook. And also That's me. City, That's me. City Council Member Jumani Williams, who's also the chair of the uh, Committee on Gun... I don't, forgive me, I don't have the... Gun Violence Task Force. Gun Violence Task Force. Okay, like that. And also a, a huge, uh, huge crowd and huge audience here of people wanting to make comments. Rob, let me start with you because you just got here. What do you see happening? You've done some initiatives with the young people. We're talking this segment on kind of solutions. Well, um, I want to thank you for allowing me to be on the panel, but I feel, you know, with this distinguished panel um, and representing Bedford-Stuyvesant, I'm really saddened by the fact that we have to even have this panel 
Like, my community is disproportionately affected by gun violence. We have higher rates of gun violence, higher rates of uh, uh, black male unemployment and underemployment. So that's a recipe, clearly, for disaster. Um, the absence of programming, um, because these larger nonprofits have taken over and there's really no smaller nonprofit or mom and pops nonprofits who are on the ground doing the work are getting these contracts. So it's a challenge for me as a council member and as a new council member to make sure we award grants to those individuals and groups who are really doing the work. So. All right, thank you very much. I want to bring in right now Minister Lamore Whitehead. He is working with the youth here in Brooklyn, and we're talking about solutions. What do you see needs to be done? Well, like I always say, thank you for having me. And um, our youth don't trust us as adults. And my father was the first man to be killed by the chokehold. And, you know, Eric Gardner just got killed by the chokehold. And uh, Councilman Carnegie and myself were speaking a while back. I believe our youth is driven off of fear. So the gang violence, the gun violence are just symptoms, and the disease is fear. They can't trust us. They have nobody to go to, nobody to turn. You know, we have a great man in, as uh, Eric Adams in the borough president's office where that he's extended his arm to help the community. This is the first time the young people have access to Borough Hall. Mm -hmm. Leaders of Tomorrow Brooklyn, which is my organization, we have done about four events here for the youth. AT has been in the community. See, it's a lot of times that a lot of people that's running for the elected officials, we call them ambulance chasers just to be on TV. Our young people see this now, and they're tired of being used. They're tired of being abused. So now they're lashing out. All right, let me get a, let me get a comment from Dr. Right. Elisa English on that. And, and what so, about that? Is, right. it, is, it a react, is the violence a reaction, or is the violence come down to who's putting their finger on that trigger and pulling? Well, it's probably a combination of both, but I think that when you, I think there's been a great deal of conversation around personal responsibility, and that personal responsibility happens in the womb. When you're, you know, raising children in your home, you must understand that they see the conflict that you have in your own home, whether it's for your relationships, parental relationships, interpersonal relationships, and so it starts there. And let me say this. Listen. What right. happens is often when children as early as between zero and five experience that, it's very difficult to treat it if you don't address it early. So by 14, you see a complete decline in their ability to resolve conflict and to manage their anger. And so it's important for you to look at your inner self. How are you responding to each other in your home where they spend most of their time, where there's not a whole lot of back and forth. I'm angry with you. You're angry with me. We're arguing. We're yelling. And they're sitting back watching. Is this how adults interface with each other? All right. Good point. It's a, a, the home. What happens in the home is very, very important. I want to bring in Monica. Her son, Jamal, was, was killed when he was 22 years old. And you're here with a group of mothers who've undergone what has to be the most devastating loss for any woman, any mother. And Monica, thank you for speaking out. And we just want to get your thoughts on this. Okay, um, I'd like to say a few things. Number one, um, there's mothers like me and other mothers who are here today. We've been doing this work before our children were murdered. We've been out here, we go to the hospitals, we, you know, we go to the wakes. 
we go out to the you know the walks and all the things that people do and we can't get any funding or anything because we're not an organization we are parents that's all we should have to be we shouldn't have to be in an organization that's one we have organizations that do good work but then we have organizations that they hear the word murder and that's all they want to go with those organizations right there, I have no, I don't even want to deal with them because they're the ones that's getting funded and me a mother and the other two that I'm sitting with right now and other mothers that are in here, we get nothing. We get no help, we get no nothing. I have a two year old, oh, he's five now. My son, when he was murdered back in September of 19, 2011, his two year old son came down and saw him fall in front of the house where he still resides. I have gone to the politicians, I have gone to councilmen, we still in the same areas. These people are still out. Our cases are unsolved. We get no help from nobody. And it's not fair. It's not right. I understand that we are a community. Because I was born in 65. I might not look at things very much, but anyway. Uh, well, well, wait, let me, let me, because, you know, we're up against the clock here. You said a lot of very profound things that I know moved a lot of people here. We have some elected officials on our panel here. City Council member Jumani Williams. Yeah. For, for mothers like this who don't want to become full-time organizations, is there, is there a way to help them and support them in this grassroots community first, work? First, there's two things I want to say. The funding issue, it is a, a very real issue. It is difficult to get city council funds to the groups as easily as you might think. You may watch the news, certain things happen with these monies. Each time something happens with it, they make another layer. So it is difficult. We do try very hard to get the funding. It does have to go to a 501c3. That's just the way that the rules are. We try to get it to, uh, sometimes we get it to some uh, black association through another organization. You should talk to your councilman about ways to do it. Uh, and I want to wish you grace and peace for the loss of your son. I know that that, that pain never goes away. With the gun violence, though, I did also want to mention, one, we should never try to oversimplify it because it's a multi-pronged problem and it's a multi-pronged uh, solution. But I do want to say quickly, there's two macro things that I always see. One is the supply, the other is demand, right? So the supply is the amount of guns that are coming in to this community. We have to pass laws and do what we can to prevent that from coming in. The demand, even if you have a thousand guns on the block, does not mean someone has to pick it up and shoot it. Uh, so we're really trying to figure out point, how to point. The, the, get the demand down. But I always want to say, we have to to make sure that we let our young people know uh, that they're not animals and there's a reason why this is happening. Not, a, not an excuse because you have personal responsibility, but we have to bring race and class into this uh, because these things have been happening. It is no seek, is to me, no shock that the people who were enslaved in this country are the people who are catching the most problems now. And if we look at the places that have the most gun violence, you will see the educational system having problems in those same communities. You will see unemployment having uh, very high in those communities. You will see people in foreclosure in those, in those same communities. It's not by accident. I don't know if it, right now, today, it's on purpose, but it is systemic and systematic. And if we don't acknowledge that, then these kids think that something is wrong with them. But they are reacting as if any human being would react given the same set of circumstances. And right, I want to make you. sure that we always say that, not as an excuse, but to put it in context so that we can move forward. All right, thank you very much, City Council Member Jumani Williams. All right, we were, we were talking about reaching out to the youth today, and seven-year-old Howard told me he wanted to say something. You want to say something on this? Um, I want everybody to put down the guns, and I want, and I, uh... That was, that was good I think enough, that's actually. a good place to start. All right, let's give it up for Howard. Can you say push for peace? I want... Come on, can you say push for peace? Push for peace. All right, let's give it up for Howard. All right, who else wants to talk here? Yeah, go ahead. 
How you doing, Lisa? Thank you for having me. My name is Calvin Klein Bako, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I want to say I have a story in about the 80s, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, a lot of people kind of like kind of glorify the 80s. I just want to say that from the people from the 80s, I would like for you to actually tell your true story. A lot, of, a lot of these kids are looking up to you, but they don't understand your pain because you don't express the pain. You don't express the glorifying part of it. You know, I'm with the organization Guns Down Life Up, and I ask you this much. I'm not asking you to put your guns down. I'm just asking you why you're picking it up. And uh, Mook, you the truth, man. You the truth. Thank you. You are the future. You know Thank what I'm saying? You. So we listen to you. We pay attention to you, man. I appreciate so you know it. I mean, I salute you, brother. Thank you. And you got to give and you got to give Mook credit because we reached out to a lot, a lot, a lot of hip hop artists, and you see who's up here today, Mook. All right, real quick. What's your name? I got to give the kids. I'm sorry, I got a weak spot here. What's your name? Rockstar JTB, also known as June Treasure Bennett. Oh wow! <laughs> there go my show. So what? What do you want to say on this topic about this? It's about the guns and what's happening on the streets. Well, to be honest, um, I have, I live in Brownsville, Brooklyn, and I have, I lost my uncle and my grandfather mm -mm. over gun violence, mm -mm. and I've also Jeez. had um, loved ones who had been hooked on drugs, and I just wanted to tell them to stop the violence because I have actually seen somebody get hurt. Oh, man. And what did that do to you? How did that make you feel? It made me feel sad. Yeah. I, I, I want to cry, but I don't really like crying for some reason. Oh, <laughs> wow. She's I just want to say that I love everybody and I hope they stop. Excellent. And everybody loves you, okay? Thank you so much. Uh, Lisa, just really quickly, because this is important to something I think Dr. English said. Now, if this young child doesn't get the service she needs and the therapy to deal with that, which a lot of kids have to. When they start getting older, what do they do with that trauma and that imagery in their head? Well, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a comment right now from Vladimir Kalixty. She's a licensed mental health therapist. And what do you say when you hear children? These are very young children in our community. I always wondered as a reporter when I go to these scenes, I get so upset by it. But then these are happening in broad day, and these kids are growing up with this as, as if it's normal. I, I just, um, I thank you so much for being here. And I feel like it... It's, it, it's related to what the panelists were saying. It's about self-worth. I want to do something quickly with you guys that I usually do with my clients, very quickly. You see this dollar bill? Everybody sees it, right? You see it? It's crisp. Hasn't been touched. So I'm crumpling it up. I'm tearing it up. My question to you is, does it still have its value? So that's for you guys. That's for the young people. You've been hurt. You've been crumpled. And I know, like, right now in the, in the media, as opposed to as your lives may seem as though it, it's expendable, but you still have your worth. Just like this dollar. I can go to the store and still use this dollar because it has its worth. So just like you. So it's just a matter of knowing your worth, knowing that you are worth it and believing that you are worth it. All right, thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, let's go to the bad boy trainer right here. Been wild on Twitter, pushing the push for peace. We appreciate it. What do you have to say about this? Um, basically, I just want to let y'all know that I'm the alternative to prison of death. Like how Kareem got shot and the rest of the family out here. I did eight and a half years in federal prison. Just got off parole, but when I first came home, I made an oath that I was going to push positivity as hard as I push negativity. And if y'all want to get with the movement, at Bad Boy Trainer. At Bad Boy Trainer.
Hashtag push the, know, no, hashtag push the number four piece. All right, stand up and tell us your name real quick. How you doing? My name is T. Paris. I'm a part of Wheelchairs Against Guns. Um, I think I heard a lot of good answers out here today, but one thing I didn't hear anybody speak about was the teachers. You know, these kids go to school and they're in class for about eight hours a day. I think it's very important that these teachers take some responsibility and put something positive into these kids. When we go to the schools, a lot of the kids say that they feel like they don't, they don't get anything in return for the time that they spend in these classrooms. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get a quick Thank comment you. from the educator on the panel, Professor Darren Porcher. Just a quick comment about the education, then I want to bring it back to the guns and the gun violence, but thank you for making that point. I teach criminal justice every day on a university level, um, once, but I understand your point. However, when we look to the New York City Police Department's uh, Community Affairs Bureau, they have a juvenile justice component that goes into these schools actively and teaches about gun violence crimes in the city and things to that effect. So this is something that does move forward. So there is an element that is out there. In addition to that, um, I heard someone mention so there was an issue with social media. If you ever have any concerns in terms of something that your child is doing on social media, you can always reach out to the New York City Police Department's Juvenile Justice Bureau, and they can look at this, whatever you see on social media, and determine what the actual meaning of this is. Because, I mean, I'm not a young guy, so a lot of this stuff I see, even myself, I have a difficult time deciphering, but they can do it. So I urge you as parents, if you do, stay abreast to what your kids do in social media. Make sure you know what's, get their passwords and constantly review their accounts. And if you see things that don't make sense, don't hesitate to make that call. All right, don't hesitate. AT, you want to get in on this here as we're counting yes, because, down the final minutes? Yes, I appreciate it. Um, this is about solutions, right? We, we all know the problems, and, and, and sometimes it really sickens me. My patience runs short because we don't focus enough of our time on solutions. And I think that the solution to the problem is in this room and outside this room. It's in every single one of us, right? We all got a role to play. We can point fingers at each other all we want, and it will create another problem. What we have to do as a, as a borough, as a city, is that everybody has to know their role. They need to get in their lane, and they just need to do something. You know, sitting on a couch, looking at television, making your personal opinions about, and not getting out there on them streets and talking to them same young people that you see each and every day or those that we've raised is part of the problem. These, this is something that a, a number of us are out here doing daily. So when you fail to... Focus on the solution, you're creating a bigger problem. And so I would hope that out of this function, out of this particular forum, that we really come out of this with some work, some tangible solutions. Thank All you. Right. And as we, as, we, as we come into the closing portion of the show, let's just focus quickly on uh, solutions. Jahar, the gentleman, quick comment. I'm holding the mic because I'm going to have to pull it out real fast. Please, what's going on? I think, I think the solution is, like Moose said, um, we have to educate ourselves. I think our youth, we have the Willie Litch syndrome, which is, you know, to control the slaves back in the day, they used to play like light skin versus dark skin, and we still have that. We need to realize that together we're stronger, and we need to help each other out. All right, there it is. Say help hello to one out. young person Solution, when you, you go make... home today, man. Say hello to one young person yeah, when that's, you go home. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say before we did. You know, as like parents, you know, because I grew up like this, man. You know, my mother was on drugs when I was young. And as, as children, we disconnect with a lot of that because we don't really have nobody to talk to us, like, even in the home. Like, we just get to go home and we just get in our rooms and do whatever we want to do. 
You know, just talk to, you know, your, your child. Talk to these people. Let them know that they exist. Even on the street, you know on the mean? corner, you pass a group of young people probably every day and say nothing to them. And if they feel invisible, they act invisible. Just say good morning. I say think that's a great point. It all comes down to recognizing, I mean, really, a lot of this comes down to to recognizing everybody I with just the passed the basketball dignity. court and there was no kids on there. Like, crazy. it's crazy. Like, kids crazy. don't even want to go to the NBA no more. Because we don't really have, like, it's... Crazy. There's nothing to do out. Like, that's so... They're, the violence is... Scary. No, go They're ahead. shutting it down. Quick, I'm Shanae Johnson. I lost my son to gun violence. But what I want to talk Sorry. about today, he was only 17. But what I want to talk about is that I have three young black boys, and I want to say I love you, all of my brothers. But there's a triple threat. There was a young man in Queens that said that there's a triple threat on our young black men, and that's where it ties in together. Police brutality, black-on-black crime, and racial killings. And so once we get, you know, we're torn all over the place, but I want to make my boys and make them aware of that, that you as a black man have to be aware of what's going on around you at all times, and let them know that we love them, and that we embrace them. Yes, I lost my son, but I refuse to lose the rest of them or any more in my community. All right, Sinead, thank you so much for, thank you so much for speaking out. I'd like, to, I'd like to hear from uh, anybody with any of the community organizations here that's got some specific solutions you want to shout out real quick and uh, give, us, give us some. We're talking about solutions. Our, our young people here, they are people. Stop hating, embrace them, get their names, say, yo, what's up, how you doing? I live in a neighborhood, where you live? Just talk to them and, and to the bottom line, they will answer you. I'm a psych nurse and I dealt with a lot of them. Yes, and if you give them your ear, they will listen. All right, amen to that. Thank you. I'm going to bring in Chris Foy. His son, his teenage son, Chris Owens, was shot and killed in the streets. He started an organization years ago, been very active, been on Street Soldiers a number of times. And just, Chris, with everything you've seen and everything you continue to see, what are your thoughts on solutions? Um, basically education, you know, at the end of the day, we're working on a mindset. We got our youth right here, the Chris Owens Foundation, our youth committee. And it's Stand up, guys, stand up. Chris Owens Foundation, youth committee. I want her to, want her to actually, she's going to speak on this. This is my son's, my son's family, so I want, them, I want you to hear from the youth. Okay, give us a I actually lost my cousin to gun violence, and I just want to touch base on what he said. Everything is systematic. It does... I'm not going to say it's happening on purpose, but we are targeted at our com communities, and it is a lack of education. So it's not about who we vote for in the elections. It's about our dollar. Our dollar is our vote, where you put your money. You buying cheap food. You buying new sneakers. You got to invest your money in your health. Don't risk your life, your health, to get money, okay? All right, thank you very much. I'm going to go to Nazir right here. Nazir's got a little comment. Um, I just want to say that I'm a part of KDW, and we stand for gun... We stand for um, gun violence, and we anti-gun violence, and uh, um, we push the peace, and we rap for peace. All right, we're going to hear a little rapping after the show. Maybe you'll entertain us, all right, Nazir? Let's give it up to him. He's nine years old, and look, he's got the, enough nerve to come up and speak in front of this crowd of adults. We love you, baby. We love you. Thank you. All right, solutions. Stand up. Hello, my name is Tony Styles, and I'm representing Guns Down Life Up. And I just want to say that, um, excuse me, as celebrities... We have a responsibility, yes. and with, with, with the material that we put out, we should encourage our children mm -hmm. to put the guns down and mm -hmm. stop making it look like it's, mm -hmm. the, it's cool to carry guns. Because I don't care how gangster you are, nobody wants to die. All right, and, that, that, and definitely, and I, I want to bring, I wanna, do you want to say something real quick, Mook? Yeah, I, I, and, I, and I know, excuse me. 
Yeah. Excuse me. Because I kind of felt like, you know, I'm, I'm a yeah, go ahead. rapper. <laughs> right. She was speaking to you. you you're definitely right I'm talking right about to you. That. Right. But see, the, the, the thing is, you can't act like it, it doesn't exist, though. You know, that's the first thing. You got to acknowledge the problem. See, what, what I always say is that we got to know where we come from and we got to know where we're going. So if, if you see a lot of times, you like uh, the biggest rapper in Brooklyn, Jay-Z, you say it? But he, he, he shows uh, uh, evolution of progress. Like he shows that he came from here and he doesn't diss it. He came from Marcy, came from the streets, the gutter. This is what we used to do, but this is what we on now. You know, so when you, you, have to, you have to make it, you can't shy away from it is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? You have to let it be known that there is a problem doing it. All right, I, you, baby, I'm sorry. We're just about, we're just no, about out of time. I'm going to kick it with you, though. We'll talk. I'm going to kick it with you. We're just, we're, ju we're just about out of time. I just wanted to take a moment to recognize the family of Eric Garner came out to support Emerald Snipes. Emerald was on Hot 97 Street Soldiers. Just real quick, Emerald. Yeah, I, mean, I just want to say thank you to everyone for your support. Um, come support us on the 23rd. Contact National Action Network to find out where the buses are picking everybody up. We just need everybody to come out, support for the rallies and everything. Thank you. All right, thank you very, thank you very much. And I want to say thank you to all of our, uh, all of our sponsors, Metro Plus Health. Uh, go to Hot 97 Metro Plus. We thank them for making this show hot. You go to Hot 97 Metro Plus to register for a free trip to Florida. We thank Metro Plus for sponsoring the show. Another big sponsor, we're going to have that drawing in just a moment, JetBlue, Pasquale Rivero. We want to thank you so much for sponsoring this and being with us. Also, Seth from Hype Feet. There he is, Washington Heights. We're going to have that drawing for those sneakers in just a few minutes. Seven Sisters Catering, 500 men making a difference, making a big difference. Uh, they got Bedford Hall and Super Wings to cater all that great food downstairs uh, for us and donate that. Tap Snap, um, I don't know if Ray is in here, but Tap Snap, we thank them. Uppercuts Barbershop, Gus Vargas and family, we thank you um, for East Islip. And uh, Mook, everybody else that's come out to help us, we, we thank you so, so much to all of our fantastic guests. ADA. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa Evans. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That stopped me in my tracks right there. Okay, I want to thank... I want to thank uh, uh, Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams for welcoming, welcoming us here and giving us this fantastic opportunity. And of course, I got to thank my whole amazing Hot 97 Street, Street Soldiers hashtag Team Lisa, executive producer Tone Capone. This is the guy you hear me talking about. Um, we got to thank Home Depot. They came, they came out big. I want to thank my whole team, Amber Ravenel, producer. I want to thank Elvina Alston, producer. Rose D, where is Rose D? Give it up for Rose D. She's been working day and night on this. My, my intern, uh, Gucci Rap, right there, who came on his own. They're taking pictures, tweeting out, doing the social media. We'll give it up to him, please. As he goes back to school, make sure he finished school. Sebastian, raise your hand. You guys were helping us out big time. We thank you. And the whole, the whole crew, the community groups, there's too many to mention. I'll be posting them. We'll be posting pictures on, hot, on uh, LisaEvers.com after the show. Free podcasts available for you on LisaEvers.com right after that. And follow me on Twitter at Lisa Evers, hashtag push for peace, Fox 5 News at 5, 6, and 10. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. One time together, push for peace. You're mad at your man Jermaine. He says he goes to work every day in Midtown, but you found out that he quit his job a month ago. Hello. 
bad, bad. Look, I'm right, like, right by your job. I really, really need your help. Look, the cab driver is yelling at me because I ran out of money. The meter's still going. Man, you need to pay for this. You don't got your card on you or nothing like that? Not your babe. You know what? Are you at work right now? Get him a I know you Yo, quit your what? job. What? I get up every day to go to work. What are you talking You about? get up every day to go to Queens, to hang out in your bed and play video games. <laughs> <laughs> Ebro in the morning with Laura Styles and Rosenberg on Hot 97. There are things that just aren't great. 